0: You're listening to Keystone Cold Cases, a podcast where we reignite cold cases across Pennsylvania.
1: Hi, I'm Amanda.
2: Hi, I'm Grace. Hey, I'm Sarah.
1: Hey, I'm Chelsea. And we are going to start this week on a case that is involving Anna Kuska. I might be saying that wrong, so I apologize in advance. But she was born in Poland to Janina and Zygmunt. She came to the U.S. in 1997 to pursue a graduate degree in actuarial mathematics at the University of Louisville, Kentucky. She had wanted to study in the U.S. because her previous boyfriend had come to study in 1996. After graduating, she was offered a job with ING in Westchester. With that, that ended the relationship when she moved. She bought a townhouse in Westchester and started her professional career as an actuary. An actuary is a business professional who handles the measurement and management of risk and uncertainty. They use math and statistics to estimate the financial impact and help clients minimize their risks. She ended up meeting Alan Gold while on a ski trip in the mid 2000s and they were married in april 18th 2006 in a civil ceremony then they moved to have a bigger one in uh warsaw poland at a catholic church so her family could attend june 18 2006. at some point they bought a house in malvern together though anna still kept the property in westchester They had a son named Andrew, May 20th, 2013, and after that, she suffered a miscarriage in 2016 with her second pregnancy. After that, she had a little bit of postpartum depression, and she was kind of in a funk. Later, her mother did an interview, and it said that she was working with a therapist and a support group, and it really turned out that she had anemia as well, but she was you know doing what she had to she was feeling better she was on medication you know so she was having that under control she definitely the mother definitely said that there was a strain on the marriage after andrew was born she claimed that alan all of his attention and affection was going towards andrew which kind of left anna you know on her own feeling lonely and with that anna was very close to her family, even with it being long-distance communications. She was a successful professional with ING, who in 2014 became Voya. She was described as being very punctual, professional, and sweet. At the end of March 2017, things went very wrong, and between the two-week period of March 29th to April 11th, Anna had disappeared. Now, I just want to state by saying that there's very many sources and... There are three timelines that seem to kind of have um, some discrepancies. Um, So we'll start with one and we'll kind of talk about the other two as well. A lot of the U.S. reports state that she took a two-week vacation. And then there's other sources that say she uh, texted her manager letting her know that she was sick and took some days off. And then another source said she took two to three sick days and then was tardy three days. So not really sure which one. Most of the articles do say two week. Then, um, as Amanda had pointed out, there is a Polish article that states that she had only a couple days taken off. So not sure which one it is. But either way, her friends and her coworkers said that it was not like her. So we're going to go into the timeline. March 26, 2017 was the last time Anna was seen in public, which is suspicious because for almost two weeks, who is doing the errands, the grocery shopping, taking Andrew to his daycare or to his commitments? He was in swimming. Who's taking him to all this? How had no one else saw her, especially the neighbors? Then we go to March 28th, 2017 was the last time that her mother had talked to her daughter. Anna was supposed to be going with Andrew to Poland to surprise her father for his 80th birthday. Reports say that there was a possibility that Alan might go. And the last time that Anna talked to her mom, she said she was going to discuss it with him that night. And there's kind of a lot of questions around that trip. Were these tickets already purchased? Was it a one-way ticket? You know, some people say that she changed her mind because of the layover issues. And there's some reports saying that she was going to go for a week, whereas some say only an extended weekend, four days. So I have a lot of questions about those tickets. And then on March 29th, 2017, the mother was texted by Anna that was saying she was sorry, but she could not come. And there's... More questions around that text because her father claims that there was mistakes made in her text, which is very strange considering that Anna is from Poland and Polish is her native language. When you go down the Reddit hole, there's more about that. It's not so much that maybe she spelled something wrong, but in Polish, they don't say happy birthday. They say another saying. And so it's uncertain which part was wrong I was not able to find that so March 31st through April 10th the mother called multiple times trying to connect with Anna Alan answered only once telling her that Anna was sick and would call in a couple of days April 10th 2017 was the last time Anna was seen by her husband he had told police that she was kind of in a panic running late to go to work and that when she left she left in her blue Audi and then April 11th, Alan informed Honest parents that she left for work on the 10th at 9.45, but never returned. And on this day, the 11th, her employer, Voya, contacted authorities because of the no-show on Monday.
2: I find that really weird <clears throat> that our company contacted authorities after one day of her not showing up. Well... If that's actually what happened. Yes. I
1: did watch an interview with her coworkers slash friends on 6ABC and they had said that there she had missed a couple of days of tardy and at that point legal had told her boss that they had to contact the police so it wasn't like they were so much worried it was more of you know formalities Mm -hmm. and that's in the end what legal came down and it's also strange that her mother called before the husband as well
2: Mm
3: mm-hmm yep I think I read somewhere that, um, and again, like, there's how many different timelines on this, but she had text that she was sick for a week, and then she didn't show up on the two days that she was supposed to be coming into work. Um, I just think it's crazy that if she goes missing and the husband doesn't report it for a full 24 hours after the, your work does, that just... If my husband went missing, I would be calling everybody that I could think of, tracking him down on my phone. I mean, in 2017, we definitely had GPS tracking, so there's Absolutely. no reason that you're not trying to find your wife unless you know where your wife already is.
1: Especially, like, if she didn't come home from work that day, there would be questions raised unless, one, he either knows where she is, or two, maybe there was an argument, or or maybe she needed space I have no idea but it is totally strange that he is not following up at all
3: and the fact that it's like at this point we're almost two weeks from the last time she talked to her mom if I canceled a trip if I canceled going to my mom who lives literally 30 minutes away from me she would be calling me what's going on why didn't you come we're talking about traveling like 11 hours on a plane one way like that's significant that someone should be calling like
1: Yeah, and she did did say that she did call, and the phone records do show that she was calling. Um, But I don't know, like, how sick can you be to not answer a phone? Like, to me, if you can't answer the phone, you're, like, in the hospital, like, you know, something down your throat. You know, needing help breathing or something like that. Like, if you're sick, I mean, you're not sick 24-7, I mean, you can at least answer the phone. That is not so taxing to do, especially for a mother that's worried.
3: And you have a 4-year-old, so, like, I mean couple of you are moms like you don't get a break when you're sick
1: (laughs) exactly and for the husband to not really want to answer the phone to like pacify her parents to just you know i just think it's strange only answering once i i think it's weird
0: and even like i think of when my husband is sick if he's sick and sleeping and his phone starts going off if i look at it and it's one of my in-laws i just answer his phone Yeah, or you know like if I miss the call I'll call them back from my phone or whatever but there's never been a time where my husband is sick and his mom or dad calls him you know 15 times with no response I I understand her mom didn't call 15 times but you know even if there's one or two missed calls I'm calling them texting them getting in touch with them but I guess all of us are saying that and maybe that just shows more about our relationships with our parents, our in-laws, our spouses than maybe their connection was.
2: Well, even if you didn't do that, um, I mean, once he woke up from, you know, sleeping it off, I'm sure he would get back to his parents. I mean, after, even if it was a couple hours later, because he's so sick and he's um, asleep Even if you didn't text them, I'm sure he would get back to them. I'm sure he wouldn't just ignore it and be like, oh, oops, missed their call while I was sleeping. Oh, wow. Yeah. Valid.
1: And it seems like it was over, like, multiple days. Yeah.
3: And you said that she sent a text to the parents and it seemed weird.
1: Yeah. So she sent a text to her father on his birthday, um, basically saying, you know, well, I don't know what it says because I can't translate um, but it was basically a happy birthday note saying, you know, I love you from Anna, Alan, and their son, Andrew. We have
3: um, one of our Sarah and I's mutual friends is actually Polish. And um, I asked him, how do you say happy birthday? And he, he translated it. I will totally butcher it. But he said the translation means 100 years of health on account of your birthday and so i was curious and i used the google translate to try and figure out like how you would say that because he did actually translate it we can put it in the comments because i really don't want to butcher it but (laughs) um google translate gives a completely different wording for saying happy birthday in polish so if her native tongue which his is secondary would be this other saying versus what google translate is If I was going to text somebody and pretend to be them and speak a different language, I would definitely go to Google Translate because I don't know how to say it. So unless, and Google Translate gives you something different than what you would say in your native tongue. So maybe that's why it stuck out because she didn't really text it. It was a different verbiage.
1: Yeah. And that's really what everyone thinks that that text definitely did not come from her at all. Well, then we go to april 13th the mother ended up coming from poland to meet anna's closest relative who lives here which was michael ronski which was her nephew alan didn't even go to the airport to meet them he was um with his son at a swim practice he didn't want to interrupt his son's schedule which to me i'm like hey missing mom what's more interruptive, like disruptive than that come on uh so he didn't even want to meet them and I just, it blows my mind. Also, he didn't want them to stay with them. They ended up staying at a hotel, which is also like, hey, it's your in-laws. You haven't seen them in I don't know how long. Why can't they stay at your house helping you look for your wife?
3: I was going to say, your wife's missing and you're not going to let your in-laws stay there? What are you hiding?
1: Yeah, exactly. I can somewhat
3: understand the son thing, um, like trying to keep his life as normal as possible, I have a kid with special needs so it might be a little bit different for maybe a kid that doesn't but consistency is key with that so yeah taking him to the swim lessons and not interrupting his regular schedule but I would think with an event this big that that disruption would happen yeah you would any normal husband would be looking for their wife, not worrying about their kids swim meet. This isn't like daddy or mommy had to work late. So I'm going to take you to swim practice. This is like a monumental event in somebody's life.
2: Exactly. I'm wondering just kind of playing devil's advocate here. If he didn't, cause Andrew would have been like four. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. If he was trying to keep all of this from him and not let him That's... know that his mom was missing. So like if his in-laws were there, it would be weird. I don't know. That's that's not a possibility.
0: Just... I feel like how do you deal with mommy's not home though? I mean uh, I don't true, have yeah. kids but I think of my best friend who has three and I mean maybe her one year old wouldn't fully get I mean, he probably would because she is a stay at home mom so he's used to being he's used to her being there constantly. But even her five year old and her three year old, I mean, she goes to the bathroom and has to go up to the second floor, and they're downstairs with Aunt Sarah, and it's like, where's mommy? Where's mommy? Where's mommy? I mean, yeah. again, maybe it's a different relationship because she is a stay-at-home mom, but it really seems like Andrew was Anna's world. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to think that if he is her world, that he's not going to be questioning where's mom. Yeah, exactly. Which is,
1: you know, it's just sad. And when the family did meet up with the husband, he just... All I could say was he just kept drilling in, like, I don't know where she is. I don't know where about whereabouts are. And he kept, you know, giving them the reason why she canceled the flight to see them was um, the layover issues. So, I mean,
2: you could just, like, reschedule or, you know, kind of find a new flight, though. Yeah. It's like, nope, never mind, I'm not coming to see you because of these layover issues that's so strange
3: and she was there f- in christmas right and so like she knew i don't think that you can take a flight from the united states to poland without a layover i don't believe there are direct flights. so what would the difference be does she not want to go to like that specific airport or yeah i would like a she- definition of
2: this layover issue yeah
3: yeah does she not want to sit for like two hours with her kid at the airport because he's four and it would be too hard to wrangle him i mean you're already putting him on a plane for 10 11 hours so i can't imagine that a layover would be that big of a deal
1: no yeah and it i i've looked and i haven't you know it hasn't gone deeper into what layover issues would be but on may 8th anna's car was found parked in a lot on Ashtree drive in malvern which is not even two miles away from her home with alan this lot is near a neighborhood walking trail and there was an immediate search set with canines and state police who searched the entire wooded area on the 8th and then ended up returning on the 13th so they were in the woods for five days searching no only two days they were there only on the 8th and then they went back on the 13th got you okay
2: i misread that as well at first
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry about that i
2: mean five days is a long search i looked at the
3: area it doesn't look like there will be five days worth of searching
1: yeah it, two days there. i can see
3: yeah we can all right did it say how close it was to her townhouse that she had
1: um it didn't but i went down the rabbit uh the red rabbit hole and apparently between her work this trail and her other townhome it's like within a 10 minute drive so i mean everything like it's fairly super close Um,
3: did they find anything in the car or in the woods?
1: No. Well, so they found the car. They didn't release anything. They took it in for, um, evidence, never released what was found. If they found prints, uh, other than stating that the keys weren't with the car, apparently there was an Audi key found somewhere near her home, but it wasn't hers. It didn't belong to the car. And I'm guessing because it's an ongoing investigation, they don't want to release what they possibly might have found so yeah that makes sense then on june 12th there was a visual held for anna friends of anna say that alan was in a rush the entire time he seemed preoccupied almost like he didn't want to be there alan's mom even showed up and she made the statement to the crowd that anna was so sweet which to me like hello that's super sketch like what's up with that
0: putting her in the past tense yeah weird and that's you know that's the kind of stuff that throws my linguistic brain into hyperdrive um and actually it it ended up as we were kind of looking over the episode a little bit amanda and i were kind of throwing some different thoughts back and forth so there's kind of that obvious first you know his mom is using the past tense so does she know something you know like you always say in true crime like The husband did it it's just that's what it is like it's it's always the spouse is it possible that something did happen at his hand and he told his mom um it could also just show that maybe she has accepted that something happened and she's kind of coping with it by speaking that way um that's not super normal though i mean when i think about people in my life that have passed especially people that have passed within the past year I still usually speak about them in present tense and then I'll kind of change it to oh no I meant like he was a great person or whatever but then Amanda you threw another idea out there that I thought was really interesting about yeah
3: I mean she was depressed and she had a miscarriage and Um, with the anemia and everything going on, so was she maybe very edgy and short-tempered, and she was referring to was so sweet, meaning that lately she wasn't as kind of a person to the family as she was. I've never suffered from a miscarriage, um, but I do have a really good friend that did, and, and she was very edgy, and little things would set her off, and I don't know if I would still refer to her in past tense um I still feel like that's a little bit off um
2: that does make sense but I mean at a vigil why would you why would you say it like that she used to be sweet but lately she's been kind of a bitch (laughs) yeah
1: especially when you have so many eyes on you like everything is gonna be like super like focused on I don't I think it's
2: yeah
3: strange the other thought I had was if she if Alan maybe suspected her of cheating and had a conversation with her mom and then like the the relationship was over you might use was instead of is because she's no longer like in his life because of the cheating and possibly leaving so those are the two things that I kind of thought the was would stand for but it still is super sketchy to use something in past tense and not one hundred percent, no. Like she had, it. All, it sounds like she has to know something that we don't.
1: Yeah, and well, when you bring up her possibly seeing someone else, I mean, she was lonely. She didn't feel like Alan was there for her because all his attention was getting diverted to Andrew. Um, maybe she was, but if she did mention it to her parents, I feel like they one hundred percent would have brought it up to the police because that would be a lead. Like she's in a relationship, we'd be looking at them. So. Yeah, maybe, but I would err on maybe not so much or maybe even emotional relationship with someone, which is completely different than a physical. I mean, you never know. In July 2017, the main house was that was shared with Alan was searched. Now, I want to start off by saying in the beginning, when he first reported her, he let police in to do like a search. It was it wasn't a thorough search like they did Um, in July of 2017, but he did let them in just to kind of look things over and kind of see how the house was. But after that first search, he immediately lawyered up and he refused to let them in. But this time when they came, they had a search warrant. Did they find anything when they searched your house? So no, they did not release anything saying if they did find anything or not. Um, I did watch a 6ABC interview and they were showing one of the search warrants being done. I couldn't tell what house it was because they were like walking down the driveway with bags of stuff. Um, But I don't know if it's from that main house. And they didn't provide anything that they found. Again, I'm guessing because it's an ongoing investigation. But then in 2018, the case moved from a missing person to a murder investigation. So maybe they most likely found something, I'm thinking. Um, Authorities are now searching for a body. Alan Gold is a person of interest. Authorities believe that he knows way more than what he is saying. Like I said, he stopped cooperating with them. He lawyered up and he never helped with the search. Now, granted, sometimes I know authorities tell them maybe not to search, you know, like they'll do it. And they have tons of people that have volunteered. It's a very nice area. She had a lot of friends and neighbors and a lot of people did volunteer, but he did not partake in any of it. January 17th, 2019, Anna's townhouse was searched. Which I think is strange because, what, what, why is it still, why didn't he sell it? I don't know if he can even sell it. I don't really know how, the, how that works, but I know that he wasn't on the mortgage with her. But it still was left like as she disappeared. So they went in the search and they did find stuff in there. It was reported by neighbors and onlookers. They were taking pictures and they were just taking bags of stuff out.
2: I think it's crazy that she still had that townhouse yes. because when she went missing they had been married for 11 years ish. Yeah. And she and you said they were pretty close together, right? Yes. So it's not like it was some sort of they used it as a vacation property or something. It was just a separate home. I think yeah. that's really telling.
1: And like I couldn't find anywhere saying that they like rented it out and it's like why do you need another one? Now granted, right before she did disappear their house, their main house, did get renovations. And um, the way that one of her coworkers described it, it was, um, it doesn't look anything like the other houses on her block apparently from her coworker. It is like very farm-esque to match like the Polish type architecture. And so they had this major renovation done. So it's a possibility that maybe they stayed in the town home while this was being completed. Um,
3: But, like, why keep a townhouse for 11 years for a renovation that you, like, I don't plan renovations 11 years from now.
1: I have no idea. It's so strange.
3: And maybe, do you think maybe she kept it because she wanted to have that, like, little bit of independence or maybe the relationship had, had a lot of, like, rockiness to it that they fought or she went there to get away or the market could have been crappy that they just chose not to sell it and they rented it out
1: well it wasn't didn't the market crash around the time that they met wasn't that around that time
3: like 2008 2008. yeah so maybe eight to
1: maybe it just wasn't the right time
3: yeah but still, I mean till seventeen, like the market got better. Yeah. All I
2: can think Between of then. is if you're familiar with sex in the city, that when Carrie got married, she yeah. kept her apartment. That's all yeah. that's what I think of. And especially and if they it wasn't all kind being of rented. Used it.
1: But yeah. the other thing is, it is very expensive. This area uh, is a very upscale um you know, place to be. So I have no idea. Even after she did go missing, like I don't know. If he could even have sold it, since he wasn't on the mortgage, I don't. Like I said, I'm not sure how that works.
3: Well, she had a good job, right? Absolutely. Maybe she moving here, like she saved up or inheritance. Maybe the townhouse was paid for, so she just kind of kept a hold of it as like an asset kind of thing. that Maybe her kid would use, or her parents might think about coming over, and it would be a place for them to live.
0: Yeah, I'm not I mean that's true. I think if I had a property that was paid off, um I mean, especially I do have international family, so it's not a far thought to imagine having family visit from another country and if I happened to have a town home that was paid off, I would totally have my family come up and stay in it none of them would want to because they live in the Bahamas and who comes to Pennsylvania from the Bahamas (laughs) other than my grandmother. But I, I can totally see if, if she's thinking about that or I also wonder, and this is kind of jumping back to what Amanda said, if there was some sort of fear, either was she afraid something would happen to her and because Andrew would be her next of kin that the house would go to him when he was an adult or if there was any sort of domestic issues before that she was kind of afraid to let go of almost maybe thinking of it as like a safe house that's true um which i mean there's no evidence of that anywhere but i mean there's quite often no evidence yeah things like that
3: yeah maybe if she worked from home at all um i know like Back to Sex in the City, you know, she went to her apartment to write a lot. So if she worked from home, maybe with having a four-year-old and a husband, she just needed a day or two away to really do what she needed to do for work. Um, or maybe she kept it because she was seeing someone else still. Yeah.
2: yeah, I don't know what it's like to be rich enough to have two <laughs> homes. So maybe I'm just not coming at it from the right angle. <laughs>
3: I mean, we have a camper, but we take that place. <laughs> I wouldn't park it like two miles down the street and be like, "Hey, let's go visit, let's go visit Sarah.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, just come park it like in my backyard, you know. yeah,
3: that doesn't make sense. there ha- has to be a decent explanation of why she kept it.
1: And it doesn't seem like we're we know, and which yeah, sucks. Now, during the first week of her disappearance, friends and family were in the shared home. You know, visiting with uh, Alan and Andrew, multiple people saw Anna's phone on the counter and it was on. I don't know if it was plugged in, but it definitely was on. And Alan even showed one of Anna's friends all the miscommunications because she had brought up, hey, you know, I've been reaching out to Anna, you know, did she have her phone on? her? He's, oh, no, it's here. And he showed her just dozens between text messages, between phone calls all the voicemails and everyone said that she had her phone on her all the time. It was attached at the hip. So that seems fairly strange. And, you know, as a husband, especially as she's missing, why wouldn't you answer or fill in these people that are frantically trying to find out what happened to her? She's your other half. And it just blows my mind that he had no, not, not I guess, sympathy towards all these people
0: that are working
1: and trying to find your wife just blows my mind
0: and he had to have been charging her phone i mean it's 2017 and i don't know of too many phones in 2017 that would hold a charge for a week yep a week i mean
3: especially with you know calls and text messages and right
0: yeah and if he's picking it up beyond just the calls and texts that are coming in To show people. I mean, he had to have been charging it. Yeah. But I wonder, I mean, if, you know, if my husband went missing and his phone was at home. He called the firehouse. Well, yeah, I would just call the firehouse or, you know, you and (laughs) see if he's over at the firehouse. But I would probably keep it in case anything came in from him. Like if he ended up being somewhere. But I can't see myself like showing his parents like hey look at all these texts that are coming in from other people look at all these missed calls like yeah
1: it's almost like he's mocking no or i'd has be no like care. waiting
0: to see him call and i'd be answering the calls in case it was him calling his own number yeah so it there's like a little bit of reasoning with a whole lot of that doesn't make sense behind it
2: yeah even if he's not guilty he is kind of a dick <laughs> yeah it really makes me think of Chris Watts. I mean,
3: he comes home, like, nonchalant, and he lets the police and his friends in the house, and her purse is sitting there with her medication, and I believe her phone was in the in her purse as well. And then after that, he kind of just, like, pretends like she doesn't exist and goes on with life.
1: Yeah, and that's definitely how he is. He has gone on and... It doesn't look back, basically, which is sad. And I'm really interested to see if the police GPS tracked both uh, Anna and Alan's phones, you know, during this almost two week period to see if her phone ever left the house. Now, granted, it's kind of interesting um, because everything was so close between her job, her townhouse, um, this trail where her car was found. I'm not even sure if it would pick up on another cell tower because the proximity. Um, but it would be interesting to see if his phone went somewhere, uh, to bury her, to put her somewhere, you know, who knows. So it'd be interesting if they GPS tracked both of them.
3: What did he do for work? Like he seems to be home a lot right now.
1: Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I tried to, find his LinkedIn and uh I couldn't find out which one was him and some of them were like very minimal I tried to find his Facebook and um I have I couldn't find what his profession was okay but also in regards to the phone he had uh, Anna had another phone uh, another friend and when she was at the house she had asked him hey how about we put up a billboard with information Absolutely no. He immediately denied it. Um, In the interview with 6ABC, she said that he was so adamant that it would tarnish the case, that it would get in in the way of the case, which to me, I'm just like, what? (laughs) Like, no. And she also asked him if he would start a social media type site to get the, uh, all the information out to people, because this day and age, you know, tons of social media, He wouldn't. He wouldn't help her start it. He wouldn't help her moderate it or even post in it. And she started it and she still runs it. And I want to say, give me one second. The Facebook group is called Finding Anna Majuska. I think I pronounced it wrong. Sorry. Um, But it's run by her friends slash coworkers. And there's a couple of them that help moderate on it. But he was pretty adamant and just didn't want anything to do with it. Like I said before, Alan initially worked with the police, but he immediately lured up, which I guess is not so strange because you want to protect yourself and you want to make sure you're doing all the right things. But to just be so apart from everything that everyone's working on to find her just seems so strange to me. There doesn't seem like there's any want to find her by him. There's any desire to find her. And it just seems like She's gone, so so next chapter it blows my mind.
3: did they find any evidence of him like talking to somebody else, or
1: I didn't like I said I didn't find I come back to the, the Chris
3: Watts thing because like he pretended that he was this perfect husband, and then you find out that he has a girlfriend and things kind of progress from there so i'm wondering like he's acting in the same with the same mannerism yeah like is there somebody else and he just wanted to get rid of her did she i I don't think that running away was an option i mean if she would run away i would feel like she would go to poland and she'd take her kid i can't imagine that she would just like go to some other place in the united states with as connected as she was with people in poland
1: yeah and she'd
2: probably take her phone
1: (laughs) yeah true And I did read that, like, there's been no hits from any of her accounts. She hasn't tried to use anything. I mean, I feel like it's hard to just start a new life, but apparently people can do it. I have no idea how. But, I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. She was so in love with her son. She had such a great connection with not only her work friends and her neighborhood friends. And it just seems unfathomable to me that she just buy walk yeah, away. Yeah, not
2: tell her parents that's that's yeah. strange.
3: I mean she could have kept money in her townhouse.
1: She could have, yeah.
3: Like
2: sixty million dollars maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we can ask Hugo.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, her parents have offered a twenty thousand reward and Crime Stoppers of PA added an additional ten thousand for any information regarding the disappearance or the whereabouts of Anna. Her parents are both cancer survivors and need extensive medical care. They cannot keep traveling to help keep this story alive in the U.S. They do answer questions through email, and they have done a couple of interviews. Mark G. Hawkins, the chief investigator of Greater Philadelphia Search and Rescue, said, There's a hierarchy of missing persons cases, and while we'd like to believe we as a society treat everybody equally, we don't. We're not comfortable with names we can't pronounce. We're not comfortable with people that don't look like us. There's a Facebook page, as I said before, uh, called Finding Anna, which is run by her friends in the hope to spread awareness and keep her case alive. And if you do have any information, please call Chester County Police Department at 610-431-1212. Or if you wish to stay anonymous, call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-472-8477. Anna is approximately five feet, four inches, about 140 to 160 pounds. She has blonde hair and hazel eyes. And now there's tons of questions that I have that might not have put in with everything else. Um, I just want to know because it is such a very rich neighborhood. If there's any surveillance cameras with maybe neighborhoods, I'm not sure if Ring was a a big hype back in 2017 but I know people had surveillance cameras you know there are local stores near her I feel like she had to be seen or Alan had to be seen within this two-week time period I just it just bothers me
2: that's a good point about surveillance cameras in such an affluent neighborhood yes
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I think so often when we look at these cases, we're thinking of the cases we've done that are, like, late 90s, early aughts, or, like, in the 70s. And, no, this was 2017. I mean, we had a lot of access to technology, and, you know, it was, what, five years ago? Can I do math? Four years ago? (laughs) I can't do math. This is why I'm not a math teacher. But it was four years ago. I mean... Things haven't changed that drastically in four years. I think even maybe if there was a, a highway that she would have had to take or whoever drove her car, that they would even be able to see the car and maybe get a time stamp, a date stamp, something like that.
1: Well, then I'm also um, confused because her car didn't immediately show up. They didn't immediately find it, but it was like, hey, yo, fairly close. I mean, we're <laughs> we really not looking here. I don't know. Like, where was this car? How did not... How did no one else notice it? I'm just like... So, or did we just not want to look? That true.
3: You said that it was in, like, an overflow lot for... If you look at, um like, the Google Maps satellite version, the overflow lot for that section, there's, like... It's, like, a townhouse section. Yes. Um Is, like, kind of wooded. So I'm wondering if, like, they just... It was there, but no one really noticed and then maybe it was reported as an abandoned vehicle after so long and that's how they found it maybe
1: and i couldn't really find info about that because i was like it's a very nice car um yeah and it's pretty distinctive i mean it's like a nice blue and i don't know it just kind of threw me like yeah but it's just really sad and you know it's been four years someone has to know something
3: did anyone talk to the child
1: Uh, I couldn't find anything on that and it really there's a case I can't remember the name but um the dad took two kids on a camping trip at like midnight to a really cold camp area and the mom disappeared Susan Powell yes and the kids Uh drew a picture at school showing the mom in the trunk and so and they were young kids And so to me, it's like, yes, I understand that they're younger and they might not understand, but kids are way more perceptive than you think. I have a nine-year-old and whoa, buddy, like he picks up on things and he might not say like kids might not say it the way that you take it or interpret something, but it could be useful information.
2: Yeah, they might not understand what they saw, but they still could have seen something significant.
1: Yeah, but I couldn't find any information if they had anyone sit down and talk with him or go over anything and it would be really interesting to see what would come up of it.
3: I know I reference cold justice a lot <laughs> because I truly am like super obsessed with it, but um there was an episode where a guy um brutally attacked a mother and the kids were in their room and the one when they were talking to her drew a picture of it almost looked like a lion. And they asked what it was, and she said that was the lion man that came in our house. So, and I believe the kid was only two.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I had heard. So, they are very perceptive. I had heard another story. I can't remember the name again. I look up and watch too many crime stories. So Sarah knows. Sarah, Sarah knows. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll see. So, basically, Don't. um, a mom was murdered, and they were trying, well, she was missing, and they are trying to figure it out. Well, the kid was autistic, and he was younger than 10, and they are asking him questions. Well, he had kind of like almost, I'm going to say an auditory memory where he would repeat things. Um, and he, kind of like my son's script, so he will go over commercials or movies, and he could reenact the whole entire thing. Well, this kid reenacted the entire fight that the parents had, literally screaming at the top of his lungs. And um, that's how they wow. caught um, the dad. Yeah. Well, so
3: mine just repeats it, baby
0: shark.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean... No,
0: that's just every child in 2021. <laughs> that's
1: horrible. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely think it would be worthwhile. I mean, now, with so much time going by, it's probably detrimental to asking him because he was so young, but I don't know. I don't know if they asked him.
3: I don't know how conducive it would be to do anything about it now because if they didn't do it back then... Daddy could have changed his memory. Yeah, absolutely. You could alter that still different thoughts on him of like what exactly happened versus like that pure innocence of back then. Yeah.
0: I wonder too if maybe he ended up in therapy and, you know, like doctor patient privilege. I mean, you you can't I mean, unless he were to fully admit, like, I know that daddy killed mommy, but if he was just processing emotions or, you know, he could even say something and, you know, well, where'd you hear that? Well, maybe daddy, maybe someone said it about daddy. I mean, so many people were throwing so much out there at one time. Yeah. That, I mean, so much goes in, in a four-year-old's brain. And if he, you know, like, I, I joked earlier, it's always the husband, but I think that is a viable theory here. And if it is... The husband who's to say that andrew was even like there when it happened maybe he was put to bed that day yeah. and whatever so he could
3: be the reason that it changed to a murder investigation in 2018 i mean maybe he did see true. something that was made his dad a suspect and that's why and his dad knew because if his dad takes him to these sessions if he if he really went to therapy that right you know, he stopped cooperating because he was worried that they were going to get too close.
2: Yeah. I wonder what that turning point was to turn it into a murder
0: investigation. So beyond the theory of it, maybe being, uh, Alan, do we think, and I know we, we talked about this earlier, but do we think maybe this depression from the miscarriage ended up causing her to pursue suicide, pursue another life? I mean, it, seems odd i know we said that she would run away without andrew but do we think maybe there was any sort of desire to just quit life altogether i feel like she would
2: have left at least a note for andrew
0: and for
1: the suicide where's the
2: body where'd it go yes yeah it's just like when we talked about cindy song like if she would have committed suicide we would have found a body by now
1: But for, like, you know, as we're talking, a lot of, like, domestic dispute has come up. Like, did she keep the house because things were volatile at home? I mean... Did you look up any docket sheets? What was that? To see if they had any,
3: like, domestic anything? I
1: didn't. It wasn't reported, um, but I did not look to see. I mean,
3: it would have to go to court at that point for it to be... um, like, actual recorder that we could find without asking for, like, police reports and stuff, but I was just wondering if maybe he had, like, a history of some kind of anything in a docket sheet, like, public drunkenness or something that might indicate to, like,
2: his type of personality. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a possibility, but I didn't find anything.
2: Yeah, it's hard to get an idea of his personality, because you're, I mean obviously hearing about all these like shitty ways that he's not involved in the investigation doesn't seem to care but like you don't really know anything else yeah like he doesn't do personality
1: he doesn't do interviews like only the people even uh her people that worked with her said that you know he was kind of standoffish they didn't really even know him either Hmm. so i mean it's kind of like
3: like why did he she even marry him yeah he's
1: yeah yeah but, I mean, it's a possibility. Maybe maybe there was abuse. Maybe she was just like, eh, it's time to leave. But I just, I don't know. As mom, I could never leave my son. But <laughs> my mom was an awful mom and she easily w- said bye. So, I mean, it's possible. But in this case, who knows? And she, d- I mean, I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's just hard to know what people were thinking.
1: And that's really, he's really the only suspect they haven't really looked into anybody else um on reddit people have said well maybe what if she went to go walk on the trails to like clear her head and maybe got snatched there i guess it could be a possibility
2: you're walking trails in 2017 without your phone
1: that's yeah and all her stuff was at home
2: yeah i wouldn't take my phone out
3: walking like i wouldn't go out for a walk without taking a phone yeah But I also listen to a lot of murder podcasts, so
1: (laughs) (laughs) that might change my... That's all we have for this episode of Keystone Cold Cases Podcast. As you hear these details, please remember never to reach out to family or friends of the victims. Only to law enforcement if you have any tips. This episode was researched by Chelsea. Find all of our information, social media connections, and contact info at kccpod.com. Theme music by Darren Makins. Join us again next week for another case to sleuth out.